Well, good morning, Greenwich, and welcome to the Thursday, December 22nd edition of the Basement Academy. Little administrative note uh, about Christmas Eve and Christmas Day worship services, uh, just a couple days away now. Christmas Eve, 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock will be in the sanctuary. 11 o'clock will be in the chapel. 11 o'clock um, will have communion. The other two services will not. Five has a kind of a family-friendly feel to it. Invite the families to come. It's a little wiggly. Um, have a little kids' time and uh, kind of special musical performances, folks, who are taking piano lessons and things like that. So it's always a, a real sweet service. Seven o'clock, uh, the choir will sing a couple of pieces. And then 11 o'clock, we gather in the chapel um, after the reflection and some Christmas carols. We'll, uh, we'll share communion and close with singing of Silent Night. So real great, great service. Sunday morning, we will have one service at 10 o'clock, not two services at 9 and 11, but we'll have one combined service. And the folks from St. Michael's uh, Anglican will be joining us as well. So hope uh, that you'll make plans to come uh, to that service as well on Sunday. All right. All that being said, let's go ahead and uh, offer our morning psalm. This is Psalm 112. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who finds great delight in his commands. His children will be mighty in the land, and the generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Even in darkness, light dawns for the upright, for the gracious and compassionate and righteous man. Good will come to him who is generous and lends freely, who conducts his affairs with justice. Surely he will never be shaken. A righteous man will be remembered forever. He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is secure. He will have no fear. In the end, he will look in triumph on his foes. He has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be lifted high in honor. The wicked man will see and be vexed. He will gnash his teeth and waste away. The longings of the wicked will come to nothing. Mm. Kind of an echo of Psalm 1 of the, the righteous uh, and, and the wicked. Even in darkness, light dawns for the upright. Uh, for those who dwelt in darkness, a light has dawned, right? That, that passage from Isaiah. So, All right, we continue on with the O antiphons. This is the sixth of seven antiphons. Let me read this one. O king of the Gentiles, yea, and desire thereof. O cornerstone that makest of two one. Come to save man whom thou hast made out of the dust of the earth. O king of the Gentiles, the rex gentium. And so, O king of the Gentiles, come. And so here we have a reference. Again, Advent is taking the, the wide sweep of history. Um, there is a passage in Haggai. 
tiny little prophet in the Old Testament about God will shake the nations or shake the Gentiles and the desired of the nations will come. It's this notion that the peoples of the earth will one day turn and come into relationship with God. Now, the Gentiles are those who are not Abraham's family. So there's kind of an historical reference going on here. God chooses Abraham out of all the peoples of the earth, says, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make of you uh, a, a family, a, a, a great nation. Your name will be great, and I'm going to bless you, and through you I'll bless all peoples. Well, the challenge is that Abraham and Sarah can't have children. <clears throat> so this foreshadowing of a miraculous birth, right, <clears throat> a couple who does not have a child who then has a child. So there's a little foreshadowing of Mary and Joseph there. And so the family of Abraham are known as the chosen, God's chosen people. All the other nations and peoples of the earth are the Gentiles. So it's Jew and Gentile. That's the way the world is divided kind of biblically, theologically, right? <clears throat> and so what this antiphon lifts up is the reality that one day the Gentiles will too acknowledge um, this king. It is not just for Abraham's family that Messiah comes. Messiah comes uh, for all peoples. Um, Psalm 47. Let's see if I can find that here. Psalm 47 has got some interesting language. <clears throat> Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. So shout, cl clap your hands, all you Gentiles, okay? So it's addressing the Gentiles. Um, for God is the king of all the earth, not just of little Israel, right? God is the king of all the earth. Sing to him a psalm of praying. God reigns over the nations. Do you hear it? God is seated on his holy throne. The nobles of the nations assemble as the people of the God of Abraham. For the kings of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted. So Jesus comes as king of kings, lord of lords, right? So there's that, some of that language. And so come, O king of the Gentiles, Yea, and the desire thereof, the one who is desired. There is a hunger within the human family, not just within the people of God, not just within the chosen family. But there is this, God has made us for community. God has made us for living in peace with all people. Because of our sin, we don't do it, right? Because of our sin, we turn to we talked a lot about tribalism, right? You know, we form around skin color, we form around nation, we form around team, <laughs> we fo form around political parties, you know, we, we form all these little moral and ideological tribes. <clears throat> and so, but we all desire <laughs> the ultimate desire, the ultimate destiny, I guess we would say this way, of the human family is to live as one. The problem is we are not one. We live at odds with others. And so there is this language in the antiphon, the cornerstone that makes, that makest the two one. 
what, what, what cornerstone? So going back into Isaiah chapter 28, <clears throat> see, this is what the sovereign Lord says. This is verse 16, 28, 16. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who trusts will never be dismayed. Well, the Apostle Paul picks up on this theme in uh, his letter to the Ephesians. We studied that earlier this year. And so Paul in chapter 2, he recalls that the Gentiles and the Jews are separated. Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, reference to the mark of the covenant. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of promise, without hope and without God in the world. So the Gentiles are separated. They are apart from the people of God. They're apart from the family of God. They have nothing to do with Abraham's family other than to war with them, right? But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man, one new humanity, out of the two. Out of what two? Jew and Gentile. And so Jew and Gentile are separated. God chooses Abraham and consecrates them and sets them apart. And so you've got the Gentile world and the Jewish world. And so God's purpose ultimately is to bring the two back into one humanity. And this happens through Jesus Christ. Then we go down to verse 19. Consequently, you, Gentiles, are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. And so Paul picks up on that Isaiah theme of the precious cornerstone. He says this cornerstone, this is where that, that house, that, that new temple, uh, in him, that is in Christ, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And so this idea of being built, we're like living stones being built into this spiritual house where God dwells through his Holy Spirit. That's what is happening as God builds the church, okay? And so, O king of the Gentiles and desire thereof, cornerstone that makes the two one, Come to save man or the human family whom thou hast made from the dust of the earth. And so Advent looks not only to the past, to the precious cornerstone, to the, to the prophecies and promises of the past. Advent looks to the future and this time when peace shall prevail amongst the human family. This, this reference to the cornerstone, making the two one. God is going to make out of the, 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 the craziness of our world and the nations that fight nations, one day swords will be beaten into plowshares. One day the, 
the nations will come and assemble as the people of the God of Abraham. And so in Christ, God is restoring the human family. He is bringing peace among the nations. And so the church of Jesus Christ is made up of people from every tribe and from every nation, from every language, from every land. And so this is why we send missionaries. Missionaries have been sent to our, our land, right? And we send missionaries from here to other places, the farthest corners of the world. And so this notion of being made from the dust of the earth, it's this reality that Jew and Gentile alike have a common humanity, a shared humanity. We are all made of the dust of the earth. We're all breathing the same air. We all walk the same earth. We all bleed the same kind of blood. Though our skin color and our, our language and our accent and our tribe, our ethnic tribe is different, in Christ we will be one. And so Advent looks to that time when the nations join together in one under the lordship of King Jesus, right? And so, uh, what do I do with my hymnal? <clears throat> Our hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, that is based upon these antiphons, the last verse that we sing, O come, desire of nations, bind all peoples in... Uh, o come, desire of nations, bind all peoples in one heart and mind, bid envy, strife, and quarrel cease, fill the whole world with heaven's peace. I didn't, didn't, didn't read it the way it's sung. O come, desire of nations, bind all peoples in one heart and mind. Bid envy, strife, and quarrel cease. Fill the whole world with heaven's peace. Rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. And so the last verse paraphrases this antiphon that Jesus Christ, the cornerstone that joins all peoples uh, into one. Well, let me close by reading, <coughs> excuse me, by reading uh, the poem, O Rex Gentium. Rex is that word for king. O Rex Gentium uh, from Malcolm Geit. O king of our desire, whom we despise, king of the nations never on the throne, Unfound foundation, cast off cornerstone. Rejected joiner, making many one. You have no form or beauty for our eyes. A king who comes to give away his crown, a king within our rags of flesh and bone. We pierce the flesh that pierces our disguise, for we ourselves are found in you alone. Come to us now and find us, find in us your throne. O king within the child, within the clay, O hidden king who shapes us in the play, Of all creation shape us for the day, Your coming kingdom comes into its own. 
And so Malcolm Geit, the poet, has different rhyme schemes, different meter. And so probably reading these yourself would probably be easier. But he catches these themes of the king. O king of our desire, whom we despise. We despised and rejected him, right? That's, you know, Jesus came to us and we nailed him to a cross. King of the nations, but he's never on the throne. He's with us, right? He comes to be uh, among us. So it's a great, a great poem that catches uh, these realities, but binding us uh, into one, helping us to find peace with one another. And so um, may this Advent season, as it nears its close, and as we prepare for a Christmas celebration, some may already be traveling, some may have already begun to entertain family or friends who have come to be with you. May peace prevail. May we remember that our unity is always and only going to be found in Jesus Christ. To the degree that we lift up ethnic identity, racial identity, uh, social status, political identity, or any other form of identity apart from Christ, we will not find unity. But in Jesus Christ, as we humble ourselves, there we find a precious cornerstone that sets things right. And we find a unity with all peoples. Let's take a moment to pray. Father, we thank you for the hope of a unity and a peace that one day shall come and prevail among the nations and prevail among our families and prevail in our lives. And so come, O King of the Gentiles, you whom we desire and desire to know more fully that we might follow you into this life of peace and love and justice and wisdom and so, as we prepare to gather with family and friends in these coming days, may your peace prevail. May we be people of peace in our conversations, in our actions, in our attitudes towards those with whom we gather. Lord, have your way. Build your kingdom in, among, and through us. As we pray through Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May the kingdom of God... (laughs) which is ruled by Jesus, the the King, the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. May that kingdom be born afresh in you this day and forevermore. Amen.